We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there. Because you're listening to this podcast, we at BlueWire want you to know this. One, we freaking love you. And two, we want to learn more about you. Help us make more content you'll love by filling out a survey you can find in the description of this podcast. You'll help us out a ton, and you'll have a chance to win a Blue Wire t-shirt, hoodie, or a pair of AirPods. We appreciate you, hope you're staying safe, and want you to enjoy this podcast. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we are wrapping up the NFC North previews. And today we have the Chicago Bears. And we also have a very special guest to talk about the Chicago Bears offseason from the Hills Hall Brawl podcast. We have Austin stops by to talk about all the Bears offseason moves and also who he thinks will end up being the Bears starting quarterback. All on episode 107 of the Pride Podcast. Today's episode is going to be sponsored by Bet Online AG, and this is our second episode of the day. We obviously recorded an emergency podcast of the Detroit Lions, or Martha Ford stepping down from being an owner, I guess, for the Detroit Lions and handing those shoes to her her daughter Sheila. So, if you guys are interested in that, go check that out on our last episode. But for today's episode, we are going to continue the trend of what we've been doing. We've been doing recaps on the NFC North. We did the Packers. We did the Bears. Before we do that and introduce our guests, how are my boys doing? Peter and Malcolm, how are you guys doing today? Woo! Pretty good. I already asked you this guy's question, so I just want to see if anything's changed. <laughs> yeah, you already asked us this, but man, <laughs> nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. We still, we still here. We still ready to roll, man. Let's go. All right. And now let's introduce our special guest. I know how to say his first name. I don't even want to try to pronounce his last name. Yeah. <laughs> give it a try. Uh, give it a try. Let me read it. Hold on. <laughs> I, I, I know it's awesome. starts to happen. Oh, you don't have it. Oh, you don't, you don't, if you don't have it in front of you, that's fine. He's, He's going to mess it up. He's going to mess bugle it up. Bugle stat. It's like bugle. Yeah, people, I've heard 
pronunciations from anything, man. Ranges ranges from Fugelsteed to Fugel. I've I've had Fugel sticks before. Like someone actually <laughs> called us, and our last someone said Fugel sticks is our last name. But yeah, c- continue. I'm sorry to interrupt you there. So it's Fugel. <laughs> F- how do you say it again? Fugelstad, like bugle, bugle, Fugelstad. Okay. Fugelstad. So like the chips bugles, but with the fugle. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't even have to. Fugelstad is fine too. I mean, it's it really doesn't even matter. I'm sticking Austin. Austin right, is, is good enough for me. Austin <laughs> is good enough for me. Austin, how you doing, man? <laughs> good guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. Excited to get rolling here. Appreciate it. And where could they find you out on social media? I know you have your own network for yourself. You know, where, where could they find you there? Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> on Twitter at Uncle Mike Twenty One. Um, you know, we're doing a lot of great things on the Brawl Network as well. You can follow us at Network Brawl. Tyler's got a show uh, doing a lot of draft stuff there as well. So we're happy to have him on the network as well. But I'm happy to be part of this show and happy to talk Bears and. Uh, do a little uh, do a little banter talk about the Lions, too. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the first question. So this was one of the more interesting drafts for the Chicago Bears. I think we could all agree on that. So I'm just curious, what are your thoughts on the Chicago Bears draft? Yeah, well, it's already weird that they didn't have a first or a second round pick. So, I mean, even before the draft started, it was already going to be a weird um, or they didn't have a first round pick. Um, but, you know, it, it was just always going to be a weird um, situation. And then obviously um, what the Bears were able to do in the second getting um, Cole Komet and, and um, Jalen Johnson, I thought was was good. Obviously, the, the reaction when the Bears drafted Cole Komet right away was not good. Um, we we didn't need another tight end. We had Jimmy Graham. We spent obviously too much money on Jimmy Graham. And initial reaction on Cole Komet was, what are we doing? So, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think we're really – Happy after after the you know the the draft kind of hype died down and we really looked into it. Cole Komet is someone who could really become a really good player into this draft. Uh, obviously, my favorite pick of this draft though was their second second round pick, Jalen Johnson, and that's where Ryan Pace, he's 50th overall pick. Uh, Ryan Pace, I thought really capitalized on that on that draft pick. Um, uh, round one graded pick out of uh, the the South defense in Utah, and I'm really happy with that. Obviously, he has some shoulder injury, kind of made him drop a little bit. Teams didn't know how it was going to affect him coming into the NFL, but I'm really happy with that pick. You know, Darnell Mooney, also someone I really liked, uh, lots of speed, and then he's going to be able to learn under Ted Ginn for a year or two, which is really cool. Um, but overall, I thought it was a solid draft. It's interesting they didn't draft a lineman until the seventh round, but, you know, there's other guys in there. Arrington Hambright, the offensive lineman as well in the seventh round, but they didn't they didn't draft an offensive lineman until the seventh round, so um, really kind of... You know, that's the one thing that we thought they would go early and they didn't and they went tight end cornerback. So there was some questions there. But overall, it's a solid draft. It's not great. It's it's solid. Yeah. If if you had to give it a grade, what would you give it? Thinking B, you know, I'm thinking B, B minus somewhere around there. You know, he had Ryan Pace had a really, really good mid round four to five, four to five round picks. Um, He had some really good drafts, uh, really, really good draft picks there. Second round. Well, uh, Jalen Johnson brought it up a little bit, and then obviously you get to the towards the end, and, and as you draft linemen later in the uh, draft, you really don't know how these guys are going to pan out. The Bears had uh, the two guys drafted in the seventh round. Charles Leno, who is our starting uh, left tackle, is a um, seventh rounder. So the good thing is the Bears bring in these two seventh round linemen. The, the goal is to get them like Charles Leno and to really bolster this line after a really, really down year with this offensive line. But... 
Yeah, I think a B a B minus is pretty reasonable for for what they were able to do. Kind of disappointed they didn't add a third cornerback or quarterback. I was really looking at Cole McDonald in the later later rounds, and he went I think undrafted to the Titans. So um, you know, just some interesting stuff there. But yeah, overall it was an interesting draft. It wasn't you know, it's just two years of not having a first round pick. So it's kind of like you know, you what can you do? So the the Bears went out and traded for Nick Foles, and they gave him I think what was it like. 24 million guaranteed or something like that i forgot the number so what are your thoughts on the quarterback competition and then like a follow-up after that is why didn't they like go after cam newton i think cam newton was probably the best quarterback available they went after Foles. Uh, i love cam newton i'm a huge cam cam newton advocate i love the way he plays the game i love the the uh just just the energy he puts into playing football you could tell when he played when he hits the field he loves playing the game of football and it's just fun to watch him play and i would have loved to see superman in a Bears uniform, but unfortunately that didn't happen. I'll take um, Big Dick Nick Foles. Excuse my language <laughs> there, but I'll take that all day. Malcolm, um, and I told you they had that nickname. I, I told you that's a nickname. I, I brought it Y'all up. Y'all didn't and- think that was a nick? Oh my God, Big Dick Nick Foles. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but after that Super Bowl run, man, they were just Eagles fans were obsessed with with Big Dick Nick Foles, man. It was it was wild. And I was living in I was living in Philly at the time too, so it, it was pretty funny. Uh, I know Barstool, uh, when Nick Foles got traded to Chicago, Barstool released the Nick Foles 9, and then they put the inches, you know, the, the quotation thing next to the 9. <laughs> it's just it's just, oh, it's, it's hysterical. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, hysterical, <laughs> hilarious all at the same time. But um, you have, you know, you have Nick Foles here, and I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I, I, it wasn't, you know, the sexiest pick out there. Um, I, I was kind of, I was kind of on board with Andy, uh, Andy Dalton. Uh, I, I thought that they were going to get Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater for the amount of money he signed. I thought they could have brought him in, but, um, eventually they got, you know, Nick Foles and he said 24 million is his, is what he's going to make in 2020, but he's, his cap hits only 9 million. So they were able to, to really reconstructure his contract. So the bears could add some more, uh, free agents, and, um, you know, the likes of, uh, guys like Robert Quinn and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I don't know because Nick Foles obviously hasn't played a full year since that 2011 or 2012 insane year where he went 27 and two touchdowns interceptions. So he's capable, but again, he hasn't, you know, he, he's, he's a glorified backup. He, he was insane in the playoffs when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, um, set records, set Super Bowl record. Um, you know, so, and, and the, the other thing is he, Bill Lazor, who's our offensive coordinator has worked with Foles before, uh, Foles has worked in the system that Nagy is running in Chicago, um, but you know it, it's it's just I don't know, man. I mean, I, you would think that they're favoring Nick Foles right now, but they they still talk up Mitch Trubisky. Mitch is working his ass off. Obviously, he's been working his ass off for the past how many off seasons and still hasn't been able to produce. Um, I'm sure you guys love shitting on uh, shit talking on uh, Mitch Trubisky, but you know. We do. I don't know, man. I mean, at, at me as a Bears fan, there's a lot of different opinions in Bears Twitter. Bears Twitter is really divided on this issue, but I don't know how much longer I can wait on Mitch Trubisky to do well. We have a win-now team. We have a top defense. We have weapons on offense. So at the end of the day, if it's not Mitch Trubisky, it has to be Nick Foles. And worst-case scenario, both those quarterbacks don't do well, and we're done. I mean, we're, we're done in Chicago. I, they just released an article talking about how the Bears have had the worst quarterback situation in the Super Bowl era. So... I, I've been saying it for a long time. We just need a quarterback, man. Just please, someone, someone, just play average. So for well, one season, we'll be a good team. 
So <laughs> was Dmitry Bisky like a favorite of MVP this year too, or was it only like last year? <laughs> no, you like that, huh? Yeah, you think that's funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He, I don't know how he got. You know, I don't know how those odds shot up so much. Because even in 2018, he was. I don't even know. I think he was like 20th, top 20 overall quarterback. And mm. you know, it was moving in the right direction. And then year, you know, year three, which we all were like, all right, this is technically year two. John Fox really didn't unleash Mitch Trubisky in the potential. And then he took an insane step back. So, you know, it's tough to believe in him again when he's been given three years. We, you know, it's it's very difficult when we had when you have Khalil Mack, an aging Khalil Mack on the defensive side of the football for another couple of years. You can only you can only mess around with the quarterback position for so long until you have to say, all right, we have to move on from this guy. And, and, and uh, you know, we have to bring in someone else in. And, and hopefully it's either I'm rooting for either guy. I love Mitch as a person. I think he's a great guy. He works really hard. But I think, you know, in terms of uh, as a Bears fan, you just want to see the team win. I mean, it's just one one playoff appearance since 2011 it's it's just it's it's nuts so you know i don't know at the end of the day you just want to see either guys succeed and, and really bring wins to this offense or this so, this team so would you have preferred the team to potentially go an andy dalton or uh you know even cam newton route maybe sign somebody instead of giving up draft capital because you gave up a fourth round pick which is yep. seems very high for a guy like Nick Foles, yeah, honestly. Absolutely. And, it, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. I know a lot of people are judging his performance off last year with the Jaguars. But, I mean, he was solid for that first, I don't know, like three quarters of a game before he was knocked out. Then he had to come back 11 weeks later after collarbone collar, uh, injury. And a lot of people were judging him and, and saying, oh, you know, he was benched for Gardner Minshew. Like, that's not what happened. Gardner Minshew played really well for 11 weeks. Then Nick Foles, who they paid millions and millions of dollars for came back they tried him he didn't work Gardner Minshew was the average option at that point but you know I I love Cam Newton he's one of my favorite players in the NFL so I was really hoping for him and I honestly thought that they were going to get him but when they were able to trade for Nick Foles and bring his cap hit down to nine million I'm not mad about it you know it's 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 not an expensive contract for someone who has proved himself recently but I would have had some. I would have rather had some, and a lot of Bears fans do not would not have rather done this. But I would rather have Andy Dalton, who has been playing, you know, consistently starting for many many years, um, than than Nick Foles, who's on and off, on and off, injured, off, you know. So I don't know. It's give or take. The only thing is, and I think the Bears coaches were thinking this as they brought him in too, is because of COVID. These guys can't work together. They can't work face to face. It's virtual training. So Nick Foles, having been in this system with Doug uh, Doug Peterson in Philadelphia, you know he comes in. He knows a lot of this system already. So that's I think that's that was a huge reason why they traded a fourth for Nick Foles. And I, I again I think a fourth is way too much, but that's what they got for him. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for your UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline have hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and even prop bets to check out. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for your free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. 
Let me ask you, who, who do you think is going to be the quarterback for next season for the Bears? I mean, are you a big are you big on giving Mitch another chance? Do you think he's going to be able to take that next step or is it? Man, we talk about this. All, who, yeah, we talk about this all the time on uh, House Hall Brawl. Um, that's that's the pod, my Chicago Bears podcast. It, it's it's so difficult. Like each week you're like, all right, this guy has the upper hand now based off what this coach said. And that's like, all right, Mitch has the upper hand. And you really don't know me personally. This is like a like an internal struggle I have. I root for Mitch Trubisky, the the technically, you know, the North Carolina guy, homegrown quarterback that we drafted number two overall to be our franchise quarterback and hasn't lived up to it yet. He has the the tools to be a good quarterback, but I seriously think he has this insane mental block. You guys who have played sports, I mean, when there are periods you go through that you're just like, I forgot how to play the sport. Like, and, and I think he's going through some some block where he can't get through his reads correctly or his progressions or the, the NFL game is too fast for him right now. And I just think this as a Bears fan, this is what's going to happen. Nick Foles is going to play for the Bears the next two or three years. Mitch Trubisky will not have will not be franchise tag next year. He'll go somewhere else. He'll back up someone and then he'll fucking win a Super Bowl for all we know. He'll probably bring he'll probably Shit. bring a championship home, man. I'm telling you. He's going to go to like New England or he's going to go to somewhere else and he'll sit behind someone for a year and they'll bring him in and um and he'll I, I mean, just our luck. But he's got the potential and he was drafted as a project. Mike Mike Glennon was signed in 2017 to start that year and Mitch was supposed to sit behind him and he didn't. So I think that was huge in Mitch's development. I think the Bears have totally dropped the ball on his envelop, uh, his development over the years. And I really think – I think this is – I don't think this is his team anymore. The locker room started getting frustrated at the end of last year. And, and if Nick Foles comes out and starts hitting these guys and starts making these wide receivers better, I think Mitch Trubisky is going to be the backup. Matt Nagy might throw him in on a couple random plays here and there. But I, what I think is Nick is going to start. Mitch will be gone after next year. And, you know, who knows from there? Before before we move on to the next question, just are you a little bit worried about um, Nick Foles not playing a whole year? He never oh, played a whole season. Oh, absolutely. Is- yeah, oh, absolutely. That's why it's funny because you have two capable quarterbacks um, in Chicago. Obviously, you know, Mitch, 12-4, and four, or he was, what, 12-3 and th- or 11-3, and three, I think, as a starter in 27. He had those two games he missed. Um He's capable. Um, he didn't do much. Obviously, it was a lot of the defense, but he was able to to um, to lead the team to to a playoff. And he almost brought him back against the Eagles. I was at that game, and it, let me tell you, it was one of the worst experiences of my life. But you know, he he's capable. And worst case scenario, and something that all Bears fans are afraid of is like whoever starts doesn't work, and then they put in the second guy, and he doesn't work. And in that oh, case, God. like I don't even know, man. I mean. Yeah. It's something where you look at last year, and we were so bad last year, but we went eight. You know, the Bears went eight and eight. Um, but I don't know if if both quarterbacks don't pan out this year. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, give me uh, give me Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. I, that's the only thing I can say, I guess. Yeah, if both quarterbacks don't work, I am rooting for them to put Austin in. I'm rooting for you. I want them to put you in. <laughs> you want me to come in? You want me to come in there? I'm, 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 I can do that. I think I do it. <laughs> Let me ask you, what were your thoughts on the Bears free agency? I thought it was solid. The, you know, I mean, I I know this is talked about a lot, but the Jimmy Graham signing, I don't I don't get that at all. Austin Hooper signed for I think ten or eleven million, and then Jimmy Graham signed for like a couple million less. And at that point, you're like, you couldn't outbid the Browns for another another million more to get one of the best tight ends you know in the league right now. 
And instead, you get an aging Jimmy Graham on the decline for $9 million. It's essentially a one-year deal for $9 million. And I, it uh, made no sense to me. I like Jimmy Graham, the player. He's missed like two two or three games his entire career, something crazy. Um, so that's good. And, and there wasn't a single Bears tight end that had over 100 yards last year uh, total. So... <laughs> Um, I think Jimmy's going to be just fine here. I like that. I, I don't like the contract, but I like the signing. I like Jimmy, the player, uh, minus his blocking. I think it'll be good. I'm a huge, I love the Robert Quinn signing. I think Leonard Floyd was fine on the opposite side of Khalil Mack, but he could never, I mean, he just never could take advantage. If Khalil Mack was double or triple teamed and he was non-existent that game, Leonard Floyd was also non-existent. So now we're hoping, you know, if Leonard Floyd or if, if Khalil Mack is double teamed, and he he's taken out of the game. Robert Quinn's able to fill that hole. So you know I I love that signing, and I think it's it's just this defensive front for Eddie Goldman, Akeem Hicks, uh, Khalil Mack, and um, Robert Quinn is going to be nuts. Um, I'm I'm excited for that front four. And then uh, they brought they brought in um, Trayvon Gibson into the I think I don't know if I got his name wrong or not. The the strong safety from Atlanta they signed and, and he's gonna be competing for that con- position. He's probably the front runner to get the strong safety spot. He's very versatile. He can play in coverage and you can put him in the box, which is what we look for with someone opposite of, of Eddie Jackson. So um you know excited about that signing and I think he is gonna um I think he's gonna be one of our best safeties one of our best strong safeties in a while, I think he's going to actually have a better career or a better year than any of Adrian Amos's last couple career, uh, last couple years and any of or in Haha Clinton Dix last year too. I think right, that'd be on, one of the best. Slow down, slow down. You say he's going to be better than Adrian Amos? Oh, yeah, I think he'll have a better year than. than uh, I don't Adrian know Amos. about that. Come on, man. I don't I'm know not, about I'm that. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan of Adrian Amos. I think Adrian Amos. Um, he was a good tackler, but he really didn't do much more. So, I don't know about that, man. But uh. What, okay, okay so, what's your what's your where's your love on uh, Adrian Amos coming from? I think he's a lot better than the guy you just that like I never even heard of. So I'm just gonna say that right now. Okay, I'm, I mean, all right, but Adrian Amos has what? No, he has no Pro Bowls or, or anything like that. Pro Bowl is a popularity contest. Amos didn't he like uh, <sighs> he like balling with Eddie Jackson that one year with Fangio? He, Wasn't he? No, he, he had like, he had, he had like two career picks. He's got a lot of tackles. That's why he's a really good box safety. But the guy they just brought in is. I don't know. I, th- I think um, in that, that's that's my take. I mean, that's my like hot take is I think he'll have a better year at strong safety than any of Adrian Amos or Ha Clinton Dix's last you know couple of years here. That's that's my thing. I, I honestly, when Amos went to Green Bay, I just like lost respect for him. Obviously, that's his business decision, but um, I, I I don't know. I, I think Adrian Amos was a fine strong safety, but I think we're gonna get some better play this year. Um, okay. Yeah. So you mentioned like the Robert Quinn signing. Did you think they overpaid him at five seventy at thirty years old? Like, is he really worth that much? Do you think? <clears throat> I don't know. It's it's tough because he's it's it's that's what like thirteen a year I think thirteen million a year right. And by the way, it's Tayshawn Gibson. That's the guy they signed. He was a he's a vet from uh, Atlanta. Just want to clarify Tayshaun that. Tayshawn Gibson. Um, yeah, he's like a I, think he's I know like I know vet. Uh, he's only on a one year deal, but I think. Um, you know, I, I think based on what he's able to do in his versatility, he'll have a good. You guys can give me shit on that if I'm completely wrong. That's totally fine. But um, that's my hot take. That, that's your uh, hot take, man. This goes, it's all good, man. Um, but Robert Quinn, I don't, I don't know if he's worth that much. You know, he had that 20 sack year a long time ago. Uh, that's the thing. It's like he had that one crazy year, and then it was like, all right, 
you know, he kind of fell off a little bit and, and he's been declining a little bit, but he still has that insane speed that he's known for. You know, his his move off the edge is his speed. Um, and, and that's what he's so good for. But then, you know, once that doesn't work, um, he, he has a different he has a, a bunch of different moves that he's able to use. So <clears throat> I think he's worth it. The Bears would have had to pay Leonard Floyd, I think, just like half a mil less. Uh, to keep him. So I think signing someone like Robert Quinn, all pro pro bowl player, I, th- I thought it was fine. I thought it was a fine signing. I thought he's worth the money. All right. One more question. Actually is Tayshawn Gibson. The guy used to like be the Brown safety and the Jaguar safety. Is that that guy? Probably. He, he went to, uh, he went to Atlanta as well. Why would you, would you find on him? Nothing, nothing. I remember him now. I know who you're talking <laughs> about. You remember him getting beat all the but time? Is, is that no, no. He just, he used to be really good with the Browns. Oh, you saw that. Um, yeah. Well, well, he, he hasn't I mean, really been that good the past couple of years, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he, you know as he's getting older, and I mean it's Atlanta too. Their their defense is terrible. But uh, you know when you put here's the thing is when you put a, a strong I think safety he played for the Texans, not Atlanta. Oh, the Atlanta Texans. had uh, Christ, yeah. yes, the Texans. You're correct. And they had you know they had the stretch last year in the secondary where it had a good year, but I mean still the Texans got annihilated certain games. But he you know he brings a veteran presence, and and the thing about um, <clears throat> Amos and and, and Haha is. You put you put anyone next to Eddie Jackson, they'll be able to play well. They're gonna get tar- they're gonna get thrown at more because the quarterbacks don't want to challenge Eddie Jackson. Um, but I think Gibson comes in here and, and has a good year, um, like a really good year. A couple interceptions here, a couple uh, pass defenses, and then um, you know a plethora of tackles. Is he's probably gonna be put in the box a lot. Um, but yeah, that's just my take. I, again, he you know he comes in with the veteran presence, and and I think he comes in with a really good defense. And that's why I think he has a good year. I, you know, he could totally shit the bed, but usually you put anyone next to Eddie Jackson, they do pretty well. You mentioned the Jimmy Graham signing. They obviously drafted Cole Komet. What's the deal in uh, Chicago? You guys got Shaheen. What's the deal with tight ends in Chicago? <laughs> yeah, we have like ten of them. Yeah, um, nine as I counted them. Yeah, <laughs> nine. yeah we just did in an, we just did it like we have an in or out segment on the pod where we talk about you know if we're in and out on the pod, on the position players, and we just did tight ends. It's I don't know man it's interesting um, Clancy Barone who is the tight end coach still believes in Adam Sheen um, I thought he was gonna be gone this year he isn't yet so it's interesting you know you have guys like Adam Sheen Ben Broniker and JP Holtz at the bottom of that tight end depth chart um, and they're gonna be competing for that kind of fourth tight end spot I think it's gonna go to Ben Broniker but JP Holtz can also play fullback so he might be able to you know get in there but. The Bears' top three in tight ends is, is going to be Jimmy Graham, Cole Clement, and Demetrius Harris, who they signed from uh, Cleveland. So those three are going to be in there a lot. Demetrius Harris mostly in there um, to, to block. Mm. But, you know, in terms of these other guys, they're obviously they're going to have to cut these guys. But it is you know, it's hilarious. We had like 10 kickers last year. Now we have 10 tight, end, tight, tight ends. So it's just, I don't know, every, every offseason it's, it's like a new – a new thing that pace wants to uh wants to like fill up on positions or something so uh demetrius harris is like the former chief right because he probably has a connection with Nagy. is that the guy yeah yeah Dang. chiefs i think he, i think it was chiefs and then he was browns he filled in for Njoku last year for a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. okay i remember now all right that makes sense because he knows the system yep yeah. yep and, and he'll come in and he'll he'll mainly be a, uh, a run blocker but i'm hoping you know again based off what happened last year with the run game. I'm hoping that he gives kind of a jolt to this offensive line and helps blocking. We don't have, obviously you look at our, our roster, we don't have the best blockers uh, at the tight end position. So I'm hoping he comes in and, and kind of boosts that aspect of the tight end room. Yeah. And then you look at it. I mean, 
Someone is somebody has to work out. I mean, do you get ten of them? I mean, at least I mean, one of them has, has to. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it's it's interesting. If if it does work out, maybe Pace should bring in like ten QBs next year, and we should just pick one of those guys <laughs> and see if that works out. The best way, the best one win. Who knows? Yeah. 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 So the Lions added two uh, former or two Chicago Bears. They added Nick Williams and Chase Daniel. What do what what will they bring to Detroit? I think Nick Williams is going to be a, a good interior defensive lineman for you guys for a while. He filled in for Akeem Hicks well, very well last year. I think he led the team in sacks at one point. <clears throat> he's just he's just a quick guy. He learns from I mean anyone who learns from Akeem Hicks, Akeem is someone who is really good at pre-snap reads and that's why he's so good in the interior line is he's able to um, pre-snap and adjust right when the, when the ball's snapped, he knows where the ball's going. So anyone who's able to learn behind that, I think Nick Williams is going to be a really good player. I'm sure he'll wreak havoc on teams, including the Bears next year. Um, and Chase Daniel, if, you, if Matt Stafford goes down, you guys are going to be just fine. You know, you guys had your – I think you guys had two backups come in last year. Yeah. And they, they, they were all right. Though, who's the the guy from – was the kid from Purdue? Who's that third string wow. guy? David Blau. David Blau. I liked him. He was good. He had his flashes, but Chase oh. Chase will come in. Chase will come in for you, and he'll win games. Um, he'll he'll do what he has to. He's not gonna do be anything flashy. But as long as it's not raining like it was in 2018 in in, in New York where he had a horrible game, uh, you you guys will be fine if Stafford <laughs> happens to go down. Oh, I mean that that's positive news because I mean last year when Stafford did go down, we didn't see a W in the win column. <laughs> Um, that whole time he was out. So hopefully, if something does happen, we're hoping nothing does happen. But if something does happen, you know, maybe Chase Daniel could come in and win us a few games. I do have to say though, his agent fleeced that money. I cannot believe that Chase got what, what was it like eight or nine million? No, I, I think yeah, it was to- um, total. Total. Yeah. It was like what are we making per year? Yeah, it was like four. Uh, like four. Yeah. like four million. That, that, that's a good deal for Chase. I think. Um, you know, I think that's awesome and. Again, you, you know, you guys, again, that's probably why they invested in him. If Stafford goes down, you guys are going to be fine with Chase Daniel. He's someone who can keep you, you know, afloat until Stafford comes back. Hopefully, you know, he doesn't, you guys don't have to deal with that next year, though. Man, that's yeah. what I'm talking about, man. Thank you. <laughs> I thought you'd be like, yes, hopefully he goes down. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Dude, I, you know, I, I love Matt Stafford. I honestly think, um, uh, I just, hey, I, I bad for him, but. I feel bad that he's. I feel bad that he hasn't had any success in Detroit. But um, no, I honestly think when he's healthy, he's probably the best quarterback in the division. I, I truly, <gasps> I tr- I believe that. I, Aaron Rodgers is is a force of nature. But when Matt Stafford is healthy for an entire season, that dude can put up un- unbelievable numbers. I don't know. Man. I mean, I also hate Aaron Rodgers, so who knows? <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you, man. That's my quarterback, so thank you, man. That, yeah, that means yeah. a lot. Yeah, and he could chug a beer, so that I mean that's good. Right? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> true. He's not wrong. <laughs> As, it seems like I I didn't know this, but like every you know every person we've had from the NFC North, they all like Matthew Stafford. Yeah, like, I respect him. I don't say this about other quarterbacks in our division. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> Should I? No, 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 no. Stafford, Stafford is just like I think Stafford has just gotten so unlucky with the injuries, and he's just he's so good, but like hasn't won. So I, I just I don't know I I don't know I'm hoping this is really hard for me to say but I'm hoping on a year when we're rebuilding and we know that maybe you guys have a good year and you guys go on a run with Stafford. <laughs> I love the way he, I love the way he added that in there like when when we were rebuilding <laughs> not 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 when we we're doing good but when we were building definitely you guys have it. Yeah. <laughs> from an outside perspective, do you think the Lions will compete with the division? 
Yeah. Um, actually, wow. I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to be like a, a, a closet lions homer here, but uh, my hot take is the lions finished second in the division this year. <gasps> so <clears throat> yeah, but here's the thing. The bears have to finish first for that, for that to happen. Okay. That um, makes sense. It all adds but, up. Yeah, the lions, the lions have these random years. We're totally screwed. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are gonna finish fourth. The Bears will finish third. That's oh man! Be nice um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I don't know. It's tough. I, I expect a huge year from T.J. Hawkinson. Um, I really liked that draft pick. Well, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but you know, a tight end top ten. T.J. Hawkinson brings a lot to the table, and I think he's gonna have a big year. I think Stafford's gonna love him in 2020. Um, you know, obviously you you lose someone like Darius Slay, but bring in Jeff Okuda. I hope you get, hopefully you guys are buying those jerseys soon because I would be on top of that in two seconds. I think that's a that's a really cool draft pick, and I hope he pans out for you guys. I don't know. I I hope they do well. I don't like that we have to face Jeff Okuda two times a year, but you know I I think the Lions are that team that could be sneaky good. They have that wide receiver core that's that's ridiculous, and if Matt Stafford stays healthy, I think they can really take. Um, I really think they could take it to any team. I mean, you saw what they did the Chiefs last year, so who mm-hmm. knows. So uh, I'm I'm curious now. What are your thoughts now? Back to the Bears, Matt Nagy. You know he's been there for two years, and and a lot of the fan base seems like they're they lost their commit to Matt Nagy. So where do you stand personally with it? So basically, you know Matt Nagy uh, it usually goes hand in hand with with Ryan Pace. So when you look at Matt Nagy, you know you're always like, all right, Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, they go hand in hand. They're going to go at the same time. But I think here here's my thing is I don't think we've seen half of of what um, Matt Nagy's offense is capable of. He had to dumb down the uh, the playbook last year. He had half a play sheet. But I think you know you give Matt Nagy a capable quarterback or capable you know anyone who can who can just go into that because what happened like Deshaun like, Watson. Oh God, or Pat, you know. Wow, 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 Pierre. Wow. You're, taking, you're, taking, you're taking shots, this episode, dig, dude. Dig. Not in the middle. You're supposed to wait till like the end of the show to take all your shots, uh, Pierre. Nah, nah, that's okay. Yeah, we all, we, all, we all wish we had we all wish we had Deshaun Watson, but um, you know, it, it, it is honestly you put Deshaun Watson in this offense, many things happen. But you know, the thing is, is like in in year one, Matt Nagy comes in new offense and he has these, uh, you know, I, there was an article there about a, a, it was like a GM or a scout who remained anonymous that kind of talked about this, and and Nagy had these plays that that he would have Mitch do that that worked if if they were in a, a rut. You know, they Nagy would call this play. There'd be some kind of like some kind of route or some kind of formation that would work, and Mitch would hit it, and they would be able to move the change. And in 2019, they they defenses caught onto that, and when when Mitch had to go through his reads, he couldn't do it. And 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 that's the issue here is is Mitch going through his reads, making the right throw, and then he actually lost accuracy in 2019 too, which is kind of remarkable for someone going into their third year. But you know, at the end of the day, it's I don't know. It, it's it's Matt Nagy's offense has so much potential, and for them to get rid of him if they have a down year would be a mistake. I think Pace goes first, just because I don't know if you guys are noticing, but Pace is putting all his eggs in the basket now, and if they shit the bed this year, he's gone. So, and I'm I'm confident with that, and and I think they'd be silly to fire Matt Nagy only after year two. I think he's him and and what he brings to this team is is so much more. We talked to, you know, a. Uh, 
uh, a variety of players on the house hall brawl and they talk Nagy's a coach's player and he brings the team together and and he has an offense that we haven't seen even close to the full potential of yet so that's kind of my take on it um i know a lot of people are you know think he makes boneheaded moves the 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 kneel against the chargers last year with the eddie pinero kick was was the dumbest one of the dumbest things i've ever seen happen but you know at the end of the day i think if, if you give if, if there's uh, an average, again, an average quarterback, one average quarterback with Matt Nagy, I think you're going to see a really good offense. But we haven't I, had it. I, I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. So Allen Robinson went to St. Mary's where I graduated from as well. Same high school. So uh, do the like? Do you think they'll re-sign him or is he like in a walk? No, an extension is for sure coming. If they don't, if they don't re-sign him, it would be one of the most – uh, insane, mind-blowing things I have ever seen as a Bears fan, and that's kind of saying a lot. I'm trying to think. That's one of the most insane decisions I've ever seen a GN make if they don't re-sign Allen Robinson. He is... It's like drafted uh, Mitch. <clears throat> yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, Mitch and then <laughs> Alan, and then not re-signing Allen Robinson is probably number two. Uh, but yeah, if they... I mean, man, if they don't re-sign Allen Robinson, I, uh, I don't even know, dude. I don't even know what's going to happen. He is... Uh, the dude is, is ridiculous. The fact that he's able to do what he does, even when the offense has an insane down year, they were averaging like 17 points a game right. last year, and he still had a ridiculous year. Um, Allen Robinson is probably the fan favorite in Chicago right now, and everybody – I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen it, the extend Allen Robinson hashtag trends all the time, every so often, every couple weeks. It's just a matter of time. They've reconstructed contracts. If they don't make any more moves this offseason, I could see them – uh, signing Allen Robinson to an extension, but uh, you know we'll have to see how it plays out. Obviously, I have no idea, but it would be ludicrous if they don't bring him back. Yeah, uh, yeah. I agree. Let me, I just let me might add an Allen Robinson man. jersey shirt for Father's Day too. Oh, nice. Thinking that they're going to extend him, so if they don't, I would be very upset. Let me add. Do the Bears have a first round pick next year, or they're still getting hurt from? Finally, you? no, they have a first round pick next year. Oh, they do have a first round pick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you, do you, do you kind of regret the Khalil back trade? Because, you know, you guys didn't have a first-round pick in a while. Looking back at it, do you agree with this still? Or you're like, oh, I wish we didn't give us so much draft capital. Yeah, for? yeah, no, I, I, I agree with it. Um, again, man, we talked about this again on, on the pod today. We recorded. And, um, we, you know, I was just talking about how he brings such a – such a you can't teach the leadership that he has. We had Roy Robertson-Harris on a while back, and he talked about how, you know, Roy, Khalil Mack wasn't even playing. And he was in there and he gave Roy Robinson Harris a piece of advice, um, you know, on a move or, or uh, you know, his jump uh, off the off the snap. And Roy went and got a uh, sack the next play. His leadership is second to none, not to mention he's one of the best players in the NFL. Um, I would give up. A, I would give up. I, honestly, I would be I would have been OK if oh, this is saying a lot, but I would have been OK if they got rid of next year's first round pick, too, for him. He is just he's a, a once in a generation talent. I don't think we're going to see a defensive end outside linebacker like him in, in a long time. Um, he just brings so much to a team in terms of leadership, uh, his will to win. You you look at all the team, and it's not a bad thing, but you look at all the players on the Bears when they lose, and Khalil Mack is always the most dejected player. And it's not again, he's not moping, he's not sad, he's not crying over it, but he just wants to win so bad. And you, you, you it's just... To have a player that good want to win for a team that bad, it's something that you can't really replace. And and there's no first round pick over the next how many years you're gonna find another Khalil Mack. So we're just you know we're happy to have him. 
My last question to you is, um, how do you think this NFC North will wrap out this year? You know, the Packers had an interesting offseason. The Vikings, you know, retooled their roster a little bit, had a pretty good draft, interesting offseason. And the Lions kind of, like you mentioned, you know, you saw some potential potentially. And then you are mentioning about the Bears. So how do you think this North will, you know, round up? Yeah, this, this is interesting. Um, obviously, as a homer, I want the Bears to go first. Um, I think the Lions are going to be competing for a playoff spot in that second or third place spot. I think the Bears are going to be up there as well. And I think the Packers are going to be up there as well. Obviously, the Riffs, I don't know what is going to come of that. But um, we'll have to see how defenses adjust to Matt LaFleur's offense in, in year two. But it, and I don't know. It's interesting. I think the Packers, Lions, and the Bears, I think they're going to be up there in the top three. I actually think the Vikings are going to be last place. Um, and and wow. I could be completely wrong. But I've been saying this for a while. I think the Vikings take last place. And and I don't know. I mean, they added Justin Jefferson. They got rid of Diggs, but they got Justin Jefferson. And, and you know, opposite Adam Thielen. And that's a hell of a draft pick. But um, – my another bold take, I think the Vikings are going to finish last. I think it's Bears, Lions, Packers that are going to be competing near the top. Ooh, bold take. Uh, bold take. That is bold. I like it. I'm, I'm, I like it. I'll, yeah, as I'll, long as it's I'll not the it. Bears or the Lions, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. All right, guys. That is a wrap to episode 107 of the Pride Podcast. Austin, thank you again for joining us and recapping the Chicago Bears offseason. It was a pleasure, man. And I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed our whole NFC North recaps of all the other two teams that we did and now the Bears. So um, if you guys have any episode ideas, let us know. Like I mentioned, we got some you know ideas we're thinking of and we'll just see what we pan out. So that's all we got for you now. And I'm Tyler and I'm signing out. All right, guys. Peace. All right. It's your boy Malcolm. Peace. Thank you, Austin. Thanks, Austin. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.